everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Face to Face. Today's episode is a very special one. For the first time, I will be interviewing two guests instead of one, and I couldn't be more excited for this beautiful creative duo to have accepted my invitation to be on the podcast. I am thrilled to sit down today with Johan and Marie Bourgeois. Johan Bourgeois trained as a Cirque artist and founded his own company about a decade ago. A collection of artists, or great players as Johan sees them, that create and perform a variety of movement-based work. Whether the set consists of multiple trampolines, a turning, floating or suspended platform, a water tank or a table with chairs, Johan has a poetic, intelligent, almost philosophical approach to movement theatre. It is all about the game and its rules. Marie has been working with Johan for several years, both as a performance artist and as an assistant. She knows the ins and outs of a creation process like no other, grows with the work and feels like being on the outside and assisting complements her abilities to contribute to the work. I'm curious about her journey and how she ended up dedicating her passion to this playful, risky and endless work. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's interview with one of Johan's favorite questions. Are you ready to play? Hi guys, welcome. Thank you so much for being here, for coming, taking the time to do this on your free Sunday. Um, how are you? How are you guys doing? You are working in NDT now on a new piece. It's not the first time you are making something with NDT. Um, how is it going? Uh, maybe Johan, we can start with you. How is it? How is your feeling being back with NDT? Mm. J'ai le même, le même sentiment que, que l'an dernier, c'est-à-dire euh, d'abord euh, le sentiment d'être très chanceux parce qu'on travaille dans un cadre euh, extrêmement confortable. Il a le même feeling que l'année dernière, et c'est de se sentir très chanceux parce que nous travaillons dans un contexte qui est très confortable. Et le confort du contexte, ce n'est pas qu'une chose matérielle, c'est aussi la disponibilité des danseurs. And, and the, the, the comfortable context is not only something that is material, it's also the availability of the dancers. La différence avec l'an dernier, c'est que cette année, on part sur une création, alors que l'an dernier, c'était plus la transmission d'une pièce de répertoire qu'on développait. The, the difference with this year is that we are... Uh, starting a new creation, where last year we uh, just transmitted, we, we gave an existing piece that was in our repertoire. Et donc c'est une excitation particulière pour nous de, de, de développer, de partager en direct des, des questions et des perspectives, de s'aventurer en quelque sorte. And so it is a very specific excitation in, in sharing the, the discovering, the exploring of, mm -hmm. uh, of a, new, a new set, a new idea. Do you prefer one above the other, bringing um, something new to an existing work, something that is maybe still evolving, 
or really starting from scratch with a new set, a new idea? Is there one that has more preference to you? Mm. Uh, no, définitivement, je préfère, uh, je préfère créer et inventer des nouvelles choses. Je me dis même quand je suis en train de faire ça que c'est pour ça que je vis. Yeah, definitely, he he prefers to um, create and invent new things, and uh, he also says this when when he does this kind of work, he realizes that it's the only thing he wants to do in his life. Mm. I know you have a fascination with uh, suspension and gravity in some sense. Um, but would you like to elaborate a little bit on why this is so fascinating for you? What moves you with these elements? Déjà, il faudrait s'entendre par... Il faudrait peut-être comme préciser ce qu'on entend par suspension, parce que c'est un mot polysémique qui signifie beaucoup. Maybe the first thing would be to uh, kind of agree and precise on what we understand by uh, suspension because mm -hmm. it's a word that has many different meanings. True. Donc en, en, en physique, la suspension, c'est l'absence de poids. And so in physics, mm -hmm. the suspension is uh, the weightlessness. Mm -hmm. Mais si on prend le champ lexical du temps, la suspension... C'est euh, le présent absolu. But if we take it on the time angle, um, the suspension is the infinite present. Et, et déjà la croisée de l'absence de poids et du présent, euh, c'est comme une petite fenêtre ouverte sur l'éternité. <laughs> and so already the, the, the crossing of um, weightlessness and present is uh, a little window opened towards uh, eternity. Yeah. Et, et moi, je veux vivre dans And so he wants to live in eternity. C'est-à-dire uh, tout simplement que je ne crois pas à l'immortalité. And, and, and so it means that he, he doesn't believe in um, immortality. Mm -hmm. Je pense que beaucoup, beaucoup de l'histoire de l'art a cru à l'immortalité. He thinks that a lot of uh, history of in the history of arts, mm -hmm. we believed in immortality. And so behind us in, in the history of arts, we have very exemplary things. Par exemple, les pyramides d'Égypte ont bien réussi leur job. So, for example, the, the pyramid of Egypt, mm -hmm. they, they did really well the job. <laughs> Mais peut-être que quand on fait du spectacle, euh, on sent avec une force euh, très prégnante que les pyramides d'Égypte et tout le reste sera demain ou dans dix ans ou dans cent ans de la poussière. But maybe when we do a performance, a live performance, we feel very strongly than that the, the pyramid of Egypt, but also what we do um, tomorrow or in thousands and thousands of years, it will become dust, it will be over. Donc si tout devient de la poussière, quelle perspective avons-nous pour résister au temps qui passe? And so if everything becomes dust, what perspective do we have ahead of us 
Je crois qu'on a une seule perspective, c'est de chérir l'instant. So like hmm. Et donc le point de suspension, c'est une manière de chérir l'instant. So I'm like speechless. We just we just got started, and I'm like literally speechless. <laughs> like, oh wow, this question is like just like boom, It's like on the point. Wow, Marie, I wanted to ask you. Um, you've been working with Elon for quite a while, and I wonder how how did you end up with him? Actually, like, what is your um, background as a dancer or an artist? And What was the moment that you connected with Johan and you knew this is where I want to be? I think uh, I think I always thought about myself more as being very curious and that I when I was younger I tried many many sports and I was living a lot outside and so whenever I had to write a biography for like a job or whatever else. I would rather start by saying I'm a curious person who likes sports mm. and, and to move and to, to interact than I'm a dancer. Mm. And so it, it happens that I did a dance school because when I had to make some choices, I knew I didn't know if I wanted to be a dancer or if I wanted dance to be my job. but. I knew I didn't want to quit dance because I did it for so long that it mm. was a whole part of my life. This is where I met my friends. This mm. is where I did my school work. Um, so for me, it was just, I'll do this until I find what I really do in my life. <laughs> um, and so it was a bit, always a bit frustrating because I felt that even though it was a big part of my life, dancing, it was too specific almost. Mm for me to live just around this. And so when I met Johan, it was um, when I decided to uh, live in England because this is where I studied. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to find out what I was going to do. And so Johan was holding this audition and what I felt was really, what really striked me is I uh, felt something was reopening again. Mm -hmm. I felt I could reconnect to the person who I was when I was younger, which is just, I love to try new things. Mm. I love to try to balance on a big ball and try to pour a glass of water and see what it does. And, um, and so I feel really, I felt really this in, in what Yuan was doing. I don't know. I haven't seen any of his feats when I auditioned for him. <laughs> and so it was just a bit, I don't know. I, I felt there is something that, uh, I want to do in his work. So that's how I kind of knew I wanted to work with him. Mm. What makes you want to work with someone now that we are talking about this? No, but for me, I'm attentive to the presence. He's really attentive to the presence. Mm. So the, in a way, like how you are to the world. And in fact, I don't et quelque chose de si éclectique dans mon équipe. Éclectique, oui, du point de vue des anciennes catégories disciplinaires, mais selon euh, mes cadres imaginaires à moi, 
je sens pas que c'est éclectique. And so and so he doesn't feel like he's working with an eclectic uh, yeah. team. I mean eclectic under the angle of um, you know disciplines, mm -hmm. all disciplines. Uh, yes, it could be seen as an eclectic team, but if you if he takes it from his imaginary frame, um, then it's it's not eclectic at all. Et du coup, mon cadre, c'est trouver des grands joueurs. And so his his frame is to find great players. C'est-à-dire que des fois, il y a plus d'acquaintance entre un danseur et un comédien si ce sont tous les deux des grands joueurs qu'entre deux danseurs dont un va être quelqu'un qui travaille et qui ne croit pas beaucoup au jeu et l'autre qui est un grand joueur. And so sometimes there are um, more to do between um, uh, a comedian and a dancer who are both really great players mm -hmm. and maybe two dancers and one of them is a really a great player but the other one isn't really so interested in in that uh, playfulness. Mm. Surtout que mon jeu, mes jeux favoris se trouve à la lisière de, de la danse et du théâtre puisque je m'intéresse aux jeux de vertige et aux jeux de simulacre. And so, especially since his favorite games are on the edge of, um, of theater and dance because it's the, the game of, the, of vertigo and the game of, um, of um, simulacre. C'est peut-être pour dire les jeux de simulacre, c'est des jeux qui consistent à devenir autre que soi-même. And so simulacrum games would consist are games that consist in becoming somebody else than the person you are. You bring the aspect of a game in your creations a lot, or you you really start from this point. Do you feel like this sense of playfulness it stays with you from the point that you start with an idea until the end where let's say more practical things come in from having to perform it a deadline um technical aspects that are have to be in order do you feel like you keep the sense of playfulness until the moment that you are on stage or that your colleagues are on stage or is there a balance and Does it feel strong in the beginning and less towards the end, or does it have a peak somewhere in the creation process? Non, non. Pour moi, tout est un jeu dans la création. Tout. Il n'y a pas de. C'est c'est sûr que les différentes étapes qui mènent au spectacle devant une audience sont différentes. Sont des jeux différents. Mais j'essaie de considérer tout comme un jeu, comme des jeux. We have him. Everything is a game. Every step is a game. But of course, every step is different. Uh, so we could consider them as different games. But everything that is happening is taken under the, the, the angle of a game. Mais c'est assez simple pour, uh, pour que une chose devienne un jeu. Il lui faut uh, quelques conditions. But it's quite simple because for something to become a game, it just requires a few conditions. La première condition, c'est la liberté. The first one is freedom. On peut pas t'imposer un jeu. Yeah, you can't, you can't force someone to play. La deuxième, c'est l'improductivité. The second one is that it, uh, it is non-productive. La troisième, c'est d'être circonscrit. 
the the third one is that is uh, circumscript. Uh, it, it's uh, circumscrit dans l'espace so et le temps. So you determine a space and a time for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Euh, la quatrième, c'est qu'elle soit réglée. The fourth one is that it is ruled. Mm. Euh, et et que, que, que l'issue soit incertaine. And that the outcome is uncertain. Mm. Et, et on sent bien que être, être joueur professionnel, c'est peut-être un peu paradoxal. Parce and, que, ouais. and so we, feel, we, we, we can already feel that being a professional player rises some paradoxes. Yeah, this is what I'm interested in, like the element of, of freedom or an uncertain outcome when you're preparing something to put on a stage in front of an audience at some point, that it is in a way paradoxical. And that's also why I asked the question and that's why I find it actually so interesting and that you manage to find those elements probably also in the later stages of a production or a creation. Et pour moi, en fait, c'est l'endroit de ces paradoxes qui sont les endroits les plus riches à travailler. Donc, pour lui, c'est ces paradoxes spécifiques qui sont les plus intéressants à travailler. Par exemple, euh, un enfant, il joue quand ça lui chante. Donc, par exemple, un enfant joue juste quand il se sent comme Quand on parle de liberté. Quand on parle de liberté. Nous, c'est à... C'était à 19h30 ou 20h. So for us, it's more at half seven p.m. or 8 p.m. Donc, la question, et c'est toujours une question, c'est jamais résolu, c'est est-ce que euh, j'ai les capacités euh, d'inventer, de produire en moi la nécessité de jouer à telle heure Ce qui est très différent de l'enfant. And so the question is how to... And it's always a question, it's never answered for an infinite time, uh, it is how, how can I uh, generate within myself the, the necessity to play right now at 8 p.m., which is very different than the child who just waits for it to be there. For me, these kinds of questions are very fundamental. Yeah, for him, these kind of questions are very fundamental. And I think that from the work that I've seen, As an audience, I think this this reflects on you because, and I watched um, a little bit of a documentary I saw on the Scala performance or the Scala um, setup you did. And I, at some point you said, it's really not simple to do simple. And you're trying to look for something that, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that is accessible and current maybe, but at the same time uh, profound, like it has meaning. And maybe because these questions, they are at the base of it, they are so fundamental to you, I think it reflects, from what I've seen or felt, it reflects in your creations. So that's not really a question, but that's more me as, a, as an audience, like the, an observation almost. Je crois que, que son impression, je crois elle vient de deux choses. Euh, première chose, c'est que dans le champ des jeux, il y a euh, toute une gamme de sophistication des jeux. 
he he feels like what uh, your impression uh, comes from two things mm. and the first thing is uh, so within the field of all games we have different stages or layers of uh, how sophisticated it is par exemple tout à l'heure on parlait des jeux de simulacre so uh, just earlier we were speaking about the simulacrum games euh, jouer euh, jouer au pompier avec un petit camion de pompier quand on est enfant ça appartient en faisant pas bon pas bon appartient à la même catégorie de jeu que euh, le théâtre no and so uh, when when you play with a um, with a little car um, fireman car mm -hmm. when you're a kid and you just do pam 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 it's uh, it's on the same category of games than uh, the theater no uh, la différence c'est simplement un degré de sophistication the difference is only the level of sophistication dans les jeux de vertige dont je parlais tout à l'heure les grands 8 appartiennent aux mêmes catégories de jeux de vertige que euh, la, la bascule en cirque. In, in the, the vertigo games, the, the roller coasters, they belong to the same category as um, the trapeze mm -hmm. or like any kind of uh, flying discipline in the circus. Là aussi, la différence est juste un degré de sophistication. So here again, it's just only a difference in the level of sophistication. Et je crois que plus on plus on plus on dédie sa vie au jeu, plus on cherche une certaine sophistication. And so he believes that the more we dedicate our lives to the game, the more we search for that level of sophistication. Mais la fin, c'est toujours la même. C'est toujours l'innocence et le pur plaisir de jouer. But but the, the the aim is always the same. It's just pure innocence and just the desire to, to play. Donc ça c'est première partie de la réponse. So Et... this is the first part of the answer. Et yeah. comme j'ai toujours pensé que le jeu était une une chose extrêmement riche pour moi, je ne me suis pas simplement contenté de jouer, mais j'ai aussi réfléchi sur le jeu. And so uh, the, the second part is since the game is such an important thing for him, he didn't only just um, played, he also thought and researched about the, the idea of playing. So maybe, so maybe we feel a little bit of these two things. Mais c'est oh, finalement, euh, je suis, si quand tu vois les grands grands joueurs de basket, si tu écoutes Michael Jordan parler du basket, c'est hyper hyper profond. But but in the end, if when you see great players like basketball players, if you listen to Michael Jordan speaking, it's really really deep. <laughs> He's coming over next week. <laughs> As I witness Marie translating Yuan's words carefully yet fluently, I'm becoming more and more aware of their amazing dynamic. I'm just so impressed by how in tune they are with each other and their surroundings. I'm excited to dive deeper into Yuan's drives as a creator and how Marie reinvents herself as a performer and assistant while staying present and true to the game. The point of suspension is a way to cherish the instant, as Johan just said. As we slowly finish our tea, I look forward to some more insightful, poetic answers from this artistic duo while we delve deeper into their background, 
work method and aspirations. Johan, my next question is um, for you. The aspect of catastrophe, is that something that you naturally associate with play and with playing or with that game that you refer to a lot and that we see in your pieces? Or is that something that came out of you reflecting on a game or on playing? Um... Non, alors dans les dans la catégorie des jeux de vertige, euh, on se met en rapport avec des phénomènes physiques. Yeah, so in the the category of the vertigo games, we we put ourselves in relation to a physical phenomenon. Euh, la gravité, la force centrifuge, l'équilibre, le balancement. Uh, gravity, centrifugal force, uh, swinging, balancing. Si j'ai si je si j'ai Si j'ai travaillé avec des motifs de catastrophe ou d'accident. The, the reason why he, he worked around the catastrophe or accident pattern. C'est parce que euh, les... Comment on appelle ça déjà Les... Euh, ah, j'ai plus le mot. Euh, les objets. Non, non, non. Il y, y a un mot parfait pour dire ça, mais c'est pas grave. Euh... euh Dans ces moments-là, tout ce qui se produit est pure nécessité. Yeah, yeah. So in, in, in these moments, everything that happens is just pure necessity. Un verre qui roule sur la table et qui tombe au sol, il est il est il est il est déterminé par par des lois physiques. The the uh, a glass that rolls over the table and falls on the floor. Is this movement is determined by just physical laws? Et la première chose c'est que j'ai toujours été vraiment fasciné par 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 la manifestation des phénomènes. And so the the first thing is that he's always been fascinated by the the how physical phenomena show show appears. themselves how how they appear. Uh, Et, et ça, c'est un travail de, de rendre perceptibles les phénomènes. And so it is a work in itself to to high to highline uh, the the phenomenon, the physical phenomenon. Après, ce qui m'intéresse, c'est qu'ils sont éloquents. Ils parlent d'eux-mêmes. And so what interests him as well is that they speak for themselves. Mm. On n'a pas besoin de rajouter de discours. So we don't have to put on top of this. A speech. Mm. Et je crois que c'est c'est ça l'expression poétique que je cherche euh, est par là, c'est-à-dire est très reliée à l'éloquence. And so the, the, he feels like the poetic expression that he's searching for is going that way. So mm. something that speaks for itself. Mm. I find that yeah, I find it incredibly beautiful and touching, and I think. The reason why that is so fascinating to me, I think, is because of my background. Because I, I'm not used to, let's say, um, hearing something like this or even thinking about it. Because I feel like because of my training as a as a professional dancer, and because of the way that I'm working still now, it is very determined by 
how things should be and not things that are just there and and of course that's just that's part of the job but i think that's why i'm really fascinated and that's why i'm really grateful that you are also taking the time now to uh, share this um, because it's really fascinating to me because it's so different it feels like a different door and i just yeah it's really it's really beautiful to hear this almost in the simplicity of like you said when something is rolling on a surface that is inclined a certain way it is determined to fall down it's not going to decide for an audience it's going to roll back up and i think this is something that's yeah it's incredibly beautiful and i'm grateful that you shared this c'est drôle parce que hier on est allé voir le spectacle aux 8h30 et on a beaucoup parlé après de ce qu'on avait vu il y avait deux pièces de Mehdi et une très belle pièce mm -hmm. de Crystal Piter Yeah, it's funny mm -hmm. because uh, last night we went to Zydostrand to watch uh, NGT One's performance mm -hmm. and so it was two pieces from Mehdi Valerski and one uh, from Crystal Pite mm -hmm. et, uh, et le, le travail de Mehdi m'a beaucoup interrogé Yeah, and that uh, Mehdi's work really questioned him Dans ce, dans ce genre de pièces, on voit, on voit des corps extrêmement... Euh, Uh, apprivoisé. Mm. We, we, we can see we can see that the bodies are trained and like kind of you you make them do the shape mm. you want mm. it to do. Et je crois que j'ai aussi mieux compris pourquoi euh, pourquoi je voulais toujours être un peu débutant dans mon travail. And also he he feels like he understood why he always wants to be a beginner mm -hmm. in his work. Mm -hmm. Je crois que j'ai plus de je trouve que les j'aime le charme du sauvage. Yeah, because he feels like he he likes the the how appealing is uh, the wildness mm -hmm. plutôt que la domestication. More than the opposite of wildness which would be domestication. Domest like refined uh, Table, like, uh, la domestication, yeah. domestication, yeah. You, you understand? Domestication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. But I also find, I mean, as a performer, this difference, you know, of um, just the, the rules of physics and what they need, I find in the work when I'm performing or searching with Johan, it's It's a lot more, I feel like there's less pressure to kind of produce so mm -hmm. much because I guess the basic rule is just to listen what's happening around you, under your feet, um, what, what the, the whatever set we build, um, what it requires for it to play. And I guess this is very refreshing, but also in a, in a way of living that You don't need necessarily to produce so much. You just have to listen to what is there already and how to respond to it. Yeah. Do you feel like something... What's your experience? Maybe I can ask this question to you because you're assisting Johan now in uh, the new creation with NDT1. Um, the fact that you're working with such, um, let's say, trained dancers, uh, which is a difference from working with your own um Uh, group or um, team is there something that is really surprising or something that you are observing that is really different working with a 
yeah, with professional dancers? I don't think I don't think there's a difference in working with let's say the dancers of NDT or our team mm-hmm. because I think the the angle from which we like to take the work and how to you know bring a team together for a new creation uh, is just to create the atmosphere that you just really want to try it. Mm. Which I've heard from dancers it's, that they're like so committed, they yeah, just want to try it. I think, and then I think if you get to that point, then in that playfulness where you just want to try it, then it takes away the the, the mindset of um, what should I do in terms of movement. You mm. just want to try because you want to feel it mm. for yourself. And so if we get if we get to everybody to see things from that angle, then the notion that just of making how making a good movement or be good or succeed um is completely taken away and then we are all on the same page mm. and you're, yeah. yeah yeah and you're then you're all i guess the question you which is the first question that you asked us also a year ago like are you ready to play like you're all on the same page we don't have the notion of being good or doing good or this is how i should look or this is what I have to produce. Um, and I think that's what is really attracting people. Not like I've heard some comments in the hallway just being like, wow, we are so uh, committed to just being there and trying new things every day. Uh, do you feel the same way at the moment? With We're going back to the creation. Like, do you feel the same way that it's just ideas coming up? Maybe Johan can answer this question a little bit. Ah oui, oui, c'est, c'est sûr que c'est ce qu'on sent. Nous, on est très, très excités parce que on, on, ouais, ouais, bah, le, le, ce qu'on a, la, la, la question posée par euh, ce travail-là, elle nous, elle nous excite beaucoup. Yeah, of course, for us, it's, we are really excited about this. We, we feel, when we feel that atmosphere, it's, it's really something that we love. Et, et, et la chose un peu particulière, c'est de ne pas euh, générer une relation avec les danseurs de spécialistes et de non-spécialistes. Euh, nous découvrons en même temps, et même si nous ferons de notre mieux, ce ne sera pas pour devenir des spécialistes. Mm. Mm. So, and, and really Donc, um take that relationship not from the side that we are the specialists and they are not but we all begin and so we all discover at the same time and even when we get to the point where we we are trying our best to make that piece happen um it is not in a in the goal to become a specialist nous ferons de notre mieux si c'est pas pour devenir des spécialistes c'est parce que c'est une affaire là encore de présence. C'est parce que c'est ce que nous nous devons à nous-mêmes et aux autres. And, and so we will do our best. Uh, if it is not to become a specialist, it's also it's again uh, to to talk about that notion of presence. Mm-hmm. We ha- we we owe we own this to to ourselves and to to the others. Well, I think that the dancers feel that. I mean, from from experience i think that i can say that the dancers feel when uh, someone in front of the room creates the um, like equalness of all parties that 
you are on the same page, you are starting this journey together and not um, trying to please someone that is there, someone that is more knowing or more, um, yeah, expertized in, in this craft. And I feel like that's why um, the dancers or even dancers that worked with you last year, they felt such a strong connection because you leveled and you went on the journey together. And I think that's, I mean, that's like beautiful. Do you also experience it this way? C'est vrai que j'imagine que la responsabilité de cette création est très, très partagée. Et pas qu'avec les danseurs, mais avec l'équipe de production, avec la technique, etc. Avec tous ceux qui font la création. Il y a une responsabilité partagée. Oui, nous sentons vraiment qu'il y a une responsabilité partagée dans cette création. Et la responsabilité n'est pas seulement nous et les danseurs, mais aussi the production team, the technical team, like literally everybody who's involved in the process. Et même si on encourage euh, très fortement la contribution de chacun, and, and even if we do encourage the everybody's contribution, il faut quand même pas mélanger la contribution et la décision. Des fois, il y a des endroits de, qui pourraient être de la confusion, c'est-à-dire que j'assume le rôle d'auteur, entre guillemets, parce que je prends la responsabilité de la décision. Mm. Mais la contribution, elle est partagée. Sometimes there is this... Uh, uh, the risk could be that there is a confusion between to contribute mm -hmm. and to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And so for him, it's really clear that he assumes the responsibility of making the decisions, which doesn't, you know, impact the fact that we, call, we can all contribute mm. to that uh, adventure. Yeah. Je pense que pour lever cette confusion, il n'y a qu'une chose, c'est la clarté des règles du jeu. And so, so the, the, only, the only way to take away that confusion is just to clarify the, the rules of the game. Like, we, all, we go back to this. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And now that we're talking about, let's say, roles and responsibility, uh, Maria was wondering, um, how is it to... Um, work with Jan and put on new um, work on new projects and be part of his team in this way and now for this creation and for other creations in the past I think you uh, you assist him in making this work would you like to talk a little bit about how how it feels to be on both sides I think it's uh, it comes back to that a feeling that I had when I was training as a dancer, mm -hmm. where I felt too specialized. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I need to have a big picture of whatever I'm doing. And so in our work with Johan, we, I feel like I need to be involved uh, on different levels. And so let's say even when I'm just, just performing, um, I like to know why we are performing to that venue and why it is this show that we're performing rather than another one because it makes more sense to me to, you know, walk on stage. And so that place of being an assistant is another part of making that image com more complete the most that I can because it can never be complete, but just to be on the other side of my main side that would be performer really is uh, nourishing my um, the way that I can contribute to the work with Yuan. It is 
something that is very important because I learned a lot as well from being outside, you know, talking with Johan and how he is constructing a piece makes me, I think, understand more when I'm on the other side, which is being the performer on how I can contribute and help him in this. So I think these are very, um, they, they go along together, all these positions. Yeah, it's very complimentary, but... Um, Mais ce qui est marrant, c'est quand même que tu dis beaucoup que en ce moment, tu es dans un truc particulier où tu sens, j'ai l'impression, yeah. après c'est à toi de dire si c'est ça que tu sens, mais tu sens aussi que il euh, y a un truc au, au niveau de l'assistance où mm. ça va maintenant, tu as un peu envie de, de retourner au plateau, non, si je dis pas de bêtises. Non, oui, c'est vrai. Dans ce moment, parce que j'ai fait beaucoup d'assistance, et aussi parce que Corona and, and, and all this context, I've been, I happen to be assisting a lot more than performing. And so now I'm in the moment where I feel like I need to go back to the, the other part of, so being more on the performance side, which doesn't, you know, I, I'm not saying that I never want to assist anymore, but still I feel like I've been taking so much from the outside that now I really want to be inside to, to kind of do things again. Yeah. Um, But it's it's great. I feel like then next time that I will happen to be in the other position, then the the desire which we we speak about so much it will be really there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And so you do try to find an active balance between those two. Like it's not uh, something that is now it is how it is, and you do try to balance those out. And you you feel when one has been a bit more dominant than the other. Yeah, and I think the balance will always have to be questioned. Yeah. I think it was at some point very good that uh, I did a bit more assisting because I understood a lot. And and today I feel like I want to balance out a little bit more. But, you know, maybe in one year when I will be performing more, I will miss the assisting place. And so I think it's just really important to always question the balance. Mm. Et d'ailleurs, euh, d'être à l'écoute de ce dont tu as besoin, ça transforme aussi la manière dont on conduit les journées. Mm. Par exemple, depuis euh, que tu as manifesté ce manque, mm. euh, tu te mets beaucoup plus en recherche avec les danseurs. Tu viens avant mm. euh, que la journée commence pour essayer des choses. Tu n'as pas le même rapport. Oui, et aussi le fait de vraiment écouter où balance also determines how we construct the days so mm -hmm. you know we because because we've been speaking about this um since a few days then i was a lot more with the dancers on the set i would come early in the morning to kind of search for some material and then i would work with the dancers and so i feel like i'm in a place where i'm more balanced and maybe then it's more helpful for you and or for the creation, I don't know, but at least to be listening to this helps just to, you know, have um, the chance to, to, to modify a bit how we work. Mm. How did you roll into the function of assisting actually in the first place? <laughs> um, at first it was just uh, assisting him in the translating. Mm -hmm which I also really like in itself because, you know, in French, it's the same word for 
translator and performer, mm. it's interprète. Mm. And so I really like to, to do that uh, translating in another way than uh, perform. But uh, so yeah, I was just hired to uh, translate between French and English for Yuan with a, um, a project that we did two years ago. And it was with a filmmaker. And uh, so we found that really fluid relationship where, you know, she would come and speak to me, the filmmaker. And then whenever Yuan has five minutes, I ask him the question and he answers to me. And then I answer to the filmmaker. And so we had that triangle that was really clear between us. And the filmmaker really was clear with the fact that I was just here to translate. But when we happened to shoot uh, that film, all the team who didn't know me just saw the filmmaker speaking to me and asked the questions to me. And so then they just came to me and asked me all these kind of questions like, we need another trampoline. How much it is to rent it? Can you send it for tomorrow? Um, if you can make that call and, and the dancers needs this and everything. And I don't know, we've been working together for like only a few months. And so I kind of said yes to do all the things. But then, of course, you know, checking with Joanne and calling the people from our team who ha actually had the answers to kind of deal with it. And so when we finished that shoot, me and Joanne were just thinking that it could have been a big disaster, but somehow it, it worked out quite well. So maybe we could do it again. And so we did it again. And then um, just it, it kind of appeared like this. So yeah. it wasn't really planned, but then it worked out. Mais c'est comme durant cette interview où on fait comme si je ne pouvais pas parler anglais. Mais en fait, euh, je sais, mais c'est juste que c'est plus confortable. Oui. Yeah, it's like, it's like in this interview, you, you know, we are making it as if he cannot speak English, but he could. Mm. It's just more comfortable. It's a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> it would be, yeah, it would mm. be. Then the interview would be three hours long if it's just on speaking <laughs> English. <laughs> You mentioned working with a, with a filmmaker on a project. Um, maybe this next question I can ask you on. Um, you do a lot of different types of projects. You work with a dance company on a new creation, or you work with maybe a filmmaker on something maybe more commercial, or maybe something from your own um, creation ideas. How You mentioned last time that we spoke the, the gap, kind of grand écart, between those different projects. Um, Would you like to elaborate a little bit on how that feels working on such a broad scale of projects with different teams? La raison pour laquelle on cherche une hétérogénéité d'activité rejoint la raison pour laquelle on a choisi cette activité. So the reason why we are searching for such different activities is uh, joining the reason why we chose what we do now, this activity. And the reason, I think, existential, is to dejouer the drama of not having one life. And so the, the existential reason is to get away with the drama of just having one life. And in fact, to make des projects aussi différents les uns les autres, c'est-à-dire au fond, d'aller dans des endroits aussi différents, de rencontrer des gens aussi différentes, de faire des activités aussi différentes. Ça, euh, ça permet de, de comme vivre plusieurs vies. And so, to 
to work on such different projects, on such different fields, meeting such different people, um, being in such a different context each time is a little bit like, you know, living different lives. But moi, je suis plutôt sûr qu'en fait, tout le monde a plusieurs vies. Que ça, c'est pas quelque chose qu'on doit conquérir, c'est la base. But he's, he's really sure that, you know, everybody have different lives. It's not something to, it's not a conquer, like we don't have to conquer this. Et, au sens où nous sommes tous plusieurs. In, in the sense that we are, all of us, we are several. La, la folie, c'est de, de coller, et de ne plus être capable de décoller à sa fonction. Yeah, but to, the, the, the crazy is to, to you know, have together in one thing the, the person and the activity and not to be able to make the difference mm. between the two. Mm. Wow, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm again, I'm again like speechless. <laughs> no, but, it's, but I do think that these days a lot of people are focused on one, one thing and we talked about it earlier also, like feeling defined by this one thing that you do or what you are. So I think that's why it's It's, it's inspiring to see. Well, for me, the biggest admiration that I have is that you have your, your own world, your, your own rules that go with that play and with that. And you somehow manage to work also with um, aspects out of the theater, something that is maybe more commercial, something that is um, accessible to an other audience that maybe doesn't come to the theater. Yet you kept the... In, integrity of your work like what is important to you something that you will not compromise and for me this is where the biggest fascination goes to find like how to do something that is commercial yet not superficial and you know it's a question it's really a question crucial really is a crucial question the d'avoir, je pense que ce qui m'a aidé, c'est de, de trouver le, le, le point d'application de mon travail, mm. de, trouver, de localiser précisément quel serait mon travail, de façon euh, l'essence de mon travail. What really helped him, he feels, is to really uh, identify where does the work applies, so that that very very precise place. On which he's working. Et d'approfondir euh, ce, cet endroit me permet, j'ai l'impression, de retrouver quelque chose d'universel. Mais, mais bah vas-y. No, I was gonna say I feel also in some way to um, the ability to work with so many different fields is not so different than also what we've been speaking about when we discover a set or a creation is just to listen to what is going on and what you need to respond to it. I feel like in every project, any kind of field, any team will be working on, I feel like you really have that work of what are the new rules that we're gonna establish What does this context requires for us to work together? And uh, I think that really helps that you, you are so attentive to that question. Mm. J'ai l'impression dans toutes les situations de la vie, on, a, on peut toujours euh, 
euh, faire balancer deux dynamiques. Une dynamique centripète de repli mmh. ou une dynamique centrifuge d'écoute, mmh. d'accueil. In, in every um, life situation, we can have uh, kind of two different dynamics. Uh, one would be to really uh, close in something that is folding on itself and the other one that is to Uh, way more open that uh, shines and uh, something that is more centrifugal so that goes towards the outside rather than the inside on peut regarder on peut voir ça aussi à l'échelle des pays we can already see on that on the scale of the countries mm. ou des personnes all the, the people mm. same thing is there something um, specific that you learned or something that surprised you when you worked on a project that, let's say, was different than the other one that you were working on, or um, a team or a situation where you really were surprised by something that was different? Uh, oui, en fait, je suis tout le temps surpris. Yeah, he's always surprised. <laughs> j'ai beau... Euh, j'ai beau... Euh, j'ai beau... Conna... Non, en fait, tout est... Tout... Comment dire Même la matière, même les matières que je connais, euh, n'en finissent pas de me, de me surprendre. Yeah, even, even the, the material that he knows, j'ai they never finish to surprise him. J'ai beau beaucoup préparer les choses, euh, c'est jamais comme j'ai prévu. Yeah, he, he's still, he's, he's, you know, making a big preparation on all the things that he does. Still, it's, whatever happens is never what he prepared. Mais ça, c'est quand même une source d'émerveillement infini. And this is a source of... Uh, Wonder that is just so, you know, infinite. Donc, euh, je pourrais dire, euh, pour répondre à sa question, je pourrais dire que quand j'ai travaillé avec euh, la réalisatrice Kim Gehrig, mm-hmm. elle m'a donné des outils pour fabriquer des storyboards mm-hmm. qui me servent aujourd'hui. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when he met uh, Kim Gehrig, the, the filmmaker, uh, she she was using some tools to, you know, establish a storyboard um, that he's using. Mm. Today. Mais quand j'ai travaillé avec euh, le plateau de celui qui tombe, avec le bois, le bois a, a, a crié d'une manière que je n'oublierai jamais non plus. Mm. But when he worked on uh, the show Celui qui tombe, the platform, the wooden platform, the wood, the way it screamed, uh, he, he will never forget it. Mm. Mm. Ouais. En fait, toute matière euh, réagit euh, d'une, d'une façon qui lui est propre. Mm. So every every material reacts in, in mm. its own way. Et on peut apprendre. And so we can learn from it. Mm. Celui qui tombe, is that the one, with the big platform that goes like this? Or is it the other one? It's... Non, non, celui qui tombe, en effet, c'est une grande plateforme qui est soumise à plein de phénomènes. Et donc, à un moment donné, ça se balance, mais à un autre moment, c'est en équilibre. À un autre moment, ça tourne. Donc, c'est différentes mm. choses. Yeah, so Ikitombe is uh, indeed a big platform that swings, but also is um, going through a lot of phenomenon. So uh, it also turns on mm. itself, it uh, is balancing on the pole, uh, it's floating uh, because it's on some cables. Mm. Mm. I just realized I did the gesture like this and that nobody will know <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> but it's good that you explained <laughs> And this leads a little bit towards my uh, last question because I'm about mm-hmm. to wrap up also. What I guess we can uh, 
both like you can you can both answer the question maybe individually how do you yeah what what are your thoughts on have you given a lot of thoughts on the the future both what you can be more uh, globally or with your own endeavors with creating playing how do you how do you see what's next uh, for example yeah, last yeah. time that we spoke you said that at some point you might want to be a bit more uh, sedentary a little mm. bit that maybe you're a little bit tired of of, of traveling a lot mm. um, can be something that leans towards that um, if you want to elaborate a little bit on this Euh, ben c'est vrai que je suis en réflexion depuis euh, quelques mois voire quelques années pour euh, pour créer un, 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 un nouveau lieu euh, un nouvel lieu pour pour l'art pour la production artistique yeah, it's true that he's uh, thinking for a few months a few years maybe uh, on how to create a new space that is uh, dedicated to how to produce uh, creatively and but under the angle an angle that he doesn't see as existing already and so that angle would be the link between uh, artistic creativity and um, sensi being sensitive to um, our environment. Mm. Donc, euh, donc, on est en, en, en pleine construction euh, d'un projet euh, dans nos montagnes. So, uh, we are under a big construction of this project in our mountains. Mm. Euh, Et parallèlement à ça, je sais que quand même, je, je continuerai à, à, à que l'essentiel de mon travail soit de la production poétique. And in parallel to this, he knows that for himself, he the essence of his work will be uh, to create uh, poetically. Et, et, mais pour moi, ce n'est pas c'est pas des choses qui sont contradictoires. But for him, it's not something that is uh, against another. Ça peut bien sûr, mais pour moi non. Dans le sens où je pense que la l'art et le et tout ce qui est autour de du fait de se de se raconter collectivement des histoires est un est une source de Est une, un moyen très puissant de se, de se fédérer. Because he feels like um, art, but in taking as the way of collectively, collectively um, telling each other stories uh, is a very powerful thing uh, to create new imaginaries. De, de, de renverser les valeurs actuelles pour des valeurs à venir et donc de se raconter de nouvelles histoires avec des nouveaux mots. And so, for for facing that big challenge, the the environmental challenge that we've been speaking about, he feels like it is an emergency that we we take the imaginary fiction that we are uh, hovering around and we shift it to create new 
new fictions, new a uh, new way of you know think, and and for this the arts have a power and have a, a place to, to pour take. être plus pour, pour transformer le monde et surtout être un peu plus responsable. And it is to transform the world, but also be just a, a little bit more responsible. Devant le soin que nous devons porter aux vivants. Behind, just in front of the you know the care that we have to to have to the living. Et je dis bien vivant et je ne dis pas euh, les autres êtres humains. And so he says carefully living rather than the other humans. Parce que je pense que l'un des défis euh, cruciaux c'est de déjouer notre anthropocentrisme. And, and because he thinks that one of our crucial challenge is to defy um, our anthropocentrism. C'est-à-dire de ne pas s'intéresser aux autres vivants pour ce qu'ils nous apportent, mais de s'intéresser aux autres vivants, donc non humains, euh, pour eux-mêmes. And that is not to be interested on the other living because of what they bring us, uh, but to be in interested in the other livings because of themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Donc c'est complètement différent. So it's completely different. La, la, la nature ne doit plus être euh, considérée comme une ressource, mais comme un être en soi. Yeah, the nature shouldn't be considered as a resource, but like uh, a being yeah, in itself. I, I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you for, for sharing, for sharing <laughs> that. Marie, do you have any things you want to share about how you see the next years or longer even? Um, I mean, I guess finding that balance that we talked about earlier between performing, being on the other side. Um, uh. Yeah, I think um, I think with, with what uh, Johan just said, uh, I feel myself in a place where I don't I don't feel like I have the the courage or the capacity to kind of like drive such um, you know to to think about this this space and and to uh, I feel like I'm not the kind of person who is able to or who wants even to kind of start such a big project with like you know a new vision and. Um, But what I do feel is like I, I do want to to be next to him to kind of again uh, contribute. Like I feel like I'm much more on the contribution side, and I really like it because we share the same values, and um, and so maybe it is uh, my contribution is then on something that is uh, a bit smaller, like more personal, but. I guess we need that too. Like if we need people to engage uh, a big, you know, big project, then we also need the people to be with them. And so I think for me, it is how to find the best place to be there, the best way I can, mm -hmm. I would say. That's, that's, a, that's a beautiful note to, to finish on. Um, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you guys so much for coming, for sharing. Merci beaucoup pour venir. Avec plaisir. Partager. Merci à toi. Um, It's been, it's been a real pleasure and honor for me. I feel like mm. I got a glimpse, like a secret door into your minds and visions. And I really will cherish that. And I cherish this mm. present moment. Thank you so much and see you soon. Yes, yeah, merci. thank you. <laughs>
feel free to suggest it to others that share your interest in the arts and the professional world of dance and dance theater. You can subscribe to Face to Face on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other streaming services. And don't be afraid to let me know what you think or come up with suggestions or questions. Post them through the anchor link or just reach out to me on Instagram. Thanks for listening and I look forward to sharing the following episode with you next week.